0: So, after our initial discussion of worship, liturgy, which I hope to continue for some weeks more, uh, we're going to look at John 6. And today, we're going to look at the first part. uh, That is, the multiplication of the loaves. And again, notice, this is now, we're starting on another Jewish feast, Passover. And how Jesus, you see, lifts Passover. He doesn't suppress it. He lifts it up to another level. And the Passover, by which the blood of the Lamb rescued them from Egypt, this Passover, when it's complete, this is the preparation for it. When it's complete, it's the blood of Christ that saves us from eternal slavery. That's why it's so important and why John spends so much time You know, especially with the discourse of Jesus explaining, as I'm going to show you, bread, bread is wisdom. See, bread is is life. But who's wisdom? Jesus. But we receive him, we take him in by faith. The foundational notion of this chapter, as we get into the discourse, not the part we're seeing today, uh, is what? That faith is a work of the Father. That's the heart of this text. We live by faith. We receive the Eucharist by faith. We're joined, we're enmeshed in Christ by faith. That faith is the work of the Father in us to which we yield. It's a real activity. It's a real work. All right. So we start. After these things, Meretaufta, John always begins a new section this way, after these things. So he's saying, I'm starting something new. Okay? Jesus went off to the other side of the Sea of Galilee of Tiberias. Both names, because both names were given to it. Okay. A great crowd followed him because they saw the signs he was doing upon the sick. Why does John call them signs? Why doesn't he say the healings that they saw upon the sick? Because a sign points to something else. This sign points to the eternal healing. We can get healed. Somebody could pray with you, happens all the time, and they're healed. But I'm still going to die. But there will be a healing in which Even my body is immortal, and the pledge of it is in the Eucharist. St. Irenaeus says, I think I've quoted this before, St. Irenaeus says, it is impossible for a body into which the resurrected, beautiful body and blood of Jesus Christ has entered, if that person doesn't turn from Christ, it's impossible that that body not rise again. Impossible. The seed of the resurrection is in the Eucharist. Isn't that beautiful? When we come and receive it, the body of Christ. Amen. This is eternity. This is Jesus coming to me. Now this way. But as Catherine of Siena used to tell the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I can't even believe to thank you for your mercy. But how long do we have to keep this up in symbol? I want to see you. I want to be inundated by you. Taken over by you. Transformed by you. Identified with you. Well, we're going there. That's the discourse. Right now, we're just beginning. But the sign points. All those healing signs point to the mercy of the Father who's working in Jesus Christ. I'm do the. the I'm doing the works that the Father does in me, Jesus says, right? So it's the Father's works showing forth What's in store? You see? And that's why, but they were followed. They might have been just, said, wow, that guy was crippled, now he's healed. That's a miracle. That's fine. Is it a sign? Unless it starts to point to who in Christ is doing all this. The Father. Then you get it. And unless you follow a sign to its goal, you don't arrive. Suppose I'm driving along the road and the sign says Chicago. So I pull over. Okay? I'm not at Chicago. I'm only at the sign. i got to follow the sign to Chicago. So I have to follow this sign to heaven. That's the whole point. You see? So they saw the signs that he was doing upon the sick. Jesus went up to the mountain like Moses. Why? Because remember, we've just heard of, you see, or we will in a moment, that it was Passover. Now it's near Passover, he's out in a deserted place, and he goes up on a mountain. That's Moses. You see? And so, uh, he sat down there with his disciples. It was near Passover, the Feast of the Jews. You ready? What's he going to do? He's going to feed them with manna. He's going to say, I'm the new Moses. Then Jesus, raising his eyes and seeing that a great crowd was coming toward him, said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? He said this testing him. Philip could have said, Jesus, you're the Lord. You can make all the bread they need. He didn't. He said, I mean, I don't know. You know, 200 days worth of of, uh, uh, bread. 200 days wages worth of bread. is not enough for them so that each one could get a little. Now, he said this testing him. As uh, St. Augustine said, he said it to test Philip. Not that he might know Philip. He already knows him so that Philip might know himself. He's going to say when he watches this happen, why didn't I say, Lord, you can do this? Okay. And one of his disciples, Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, said to him, there's a boy here who has five barley loaves. Only John mentions that they're barley loaves. He's alluding to a text in the book of Kings where uh, Elijah the prophet, or Elisha the prophet, multiplies barley loaves. What are these for so many? Jesus said, you see, uh, have the men recline. And so, uh, they recline. Okay. There was much grass in that place. Is that an allusion to the Psalm 23, He has relied down in peaceful pastures? Or is it just, it's close to Pesach. So already in that culture it's rained and the grass is growing. You see, it's it's April, but over there you know, as there's, there's the early rains have already come, uh, the men reclined to the number of about 5,000. Now, you've heard me do this before so I think you're going to get it, right? He took, he gave thanks, he broke, and he gave. You see? Uh, Elevin Artus. Uh, he took the bread Evkaristisas he gave thanks and he distributed it you see gave it out um, to, uh, to everybody as they wished uh, and the fish as well then he said to them gather up the fragments so that nothing be lost why do that? What are these fragments? This is so intriguing. I don't think we've figured it out yet. We've been trying for 2,000 years. Why? And remember, this is the only miracle recorded by all four evangelists. And Matthew and Mark recall it, call another one just like it another time. Gather up the plasma plasmata. why? gather up what I've touched and multiplied and keep it. There's only a small step in the Father's take it. These clasmata, these fragments, that is the teaching of the church kept in the baskets of the apostles until the end of time. Because this is wisdom. See, wisdom is bread. Jesus is bread. Jesus is wisdom. The background to this incident is And the talk that follows is so full. Remember how I mentioned before allusion. You know, pretty clear. There's not even allusion, there's a statement. This is Passover. He's in the desert, he's feeding them. Who is he? He's Moses. Now you know, it says in Deuteronomy 18, that the Lord is going to raise up another prophet uh, like me. They, the Jews, they meant there'll be prophets like me. Come along, and this is how you tell them. They took it to me, and there will be one prophet. And he's going to set everything right. The first prophet got this out from slavery to Egypt and put us in a new place. Now we're in the new place, but we're in slavery to Rome. So the new Moses has to get rid of Rome. That's their idea. You see, he's going to get rid of more than Rome he's going to get rid of mortality. You're going to live forever because his very body and blood are going to be your body and blood. So the oppression that you're going to get rid of is sin, darkness, even death itself. You see? Uh, so these twelve vishel baskets, you see, they're not visual bushel baskets, they're another kind of basket, actually. A and I think it's called. Yeah, koffiana. The other text, when the 4,000 is another word. But you see, gather this up. Save it. Why? This is the multiplied wisdom. It's bread. You feed on it. What are they saying? If you imbibe, if you take in wisdom, Jesus, you'll live. How do you take in Jesus? By faith and by sacrament. Both. You see? And that's what he's saying. So the men, seeing the work, signy work, said, This is truly the prophet, Deuteronomy 18, who is to come into the world. So Jesus, knowing they were going to come and seize him in order to make him king, withdrew again to the mountain alone. That's the way John expresses it synoptics say he said to the disciples get out of here before there's a riot get in your boat and go I'm going up to the top of the mountain and pray and defuse this crowd they didn't get it they're wanting me now to go beat up the Romans and be Moses I'm not Moses I'm Moses' Lord and I've come not just to set you free from Rome but to set you free from death and everything that death stands for sin Loneliness, fear, bereavement, everything. Ultimately, of course, sickness now, some, but so many people are healed through the Eucharist, which is the healing sacrament. You should remember that, you know. And so, that's as far as we're going to go today because I want to stop with that miracle. He's up on the mountain alone. They're trying to get across the sea. And they're not going to make it. And you know the rest. But we'll look at it. But I what I want you to understand is we, we've only touched. You see, what Jesus did here was prophesy how he is going to take care of his church until the end of the world. How? He's going to feed them with bread. But this bread is going to be his own body. This drink is going to be his own blood. So he's prophesying by this gesture This Passover brought to a whole new level, you see, how he's going to care for his church until the end of time. When we get to the Last Supper, he starts that care. This take, eat, this is my body, take, eat, this is my blood. And listen to him say, take, but we'll be there.